1: we hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains. And break a couple of concrete forests to back our lug of claims. So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high. It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky. We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed. Our filler's labor is a name to make a man feel free.
2: And it's good morning from the Concrete Gang, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and missing the gorilla, but we've got the
0: buzzer. Good morning, Buzz. Back in town, back in town. We are missing the gorilla. We are missing him, but we'll
3: take over today. We'll take control. The true star of the show returns. Oh! (laughs) (laughs)
2: Oh, That little bit of... uh,
0: his yep. he's, he's natural humour is a bit better than mine. I'll give him that, right? He can throw a one liner or a two liner or a three liner. You don't right? have to be too nice. He's not here. What? <laughs> <laughs> he won't even hear it. Right, uh, he uh, he, hear he couldn't pick it up from Port Melbourne, too. So I don't know what, what's going on down in Port Melbourne, right?
2: Good morning, String Bean. Good morning, Annie. Yes, we're all here at the uh, studios of 3CR. In palatial studios, I might add, we've got we're in the big room today, and uh, we are reporting uh, to you on the Friday before the state election. So we can't give you any results. Uh, let's hope uh, Matthew Guy c- cops his right whack, but it will be interesting to see what happens in the uh, Legislative Council, the upper house, and whether ratbags and idiots. Uh, control the cross benches or some decent people like fiona patton and so on get uh a chance to uh, actually make a contribution but i can see a whole lot of dickheads getting up uh because of the old preference whisperer
3: oh drury and oh, yeah, so we're yeah. probably going to get a couple of Hinch uh characters in there who knows with no votes at all but the uh, results probably won't be known for a while anyway so yep. it's no loss that we don't we're doing this on Friday, and we don't know what happened, because uh, no one will know what happened in the Upper House for a while, I suspect. Yeah, it looks like, And it'll...
2: even after it's declared, they won't know what's happening. Yeah. But anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a mixed bag, doesn't it? Roll Australian, your dice. Australian bat party, you know, you've got a bit of everything in yeah. you know, there, haven't you? Yeah. yeah Pay
2: five to $10,000, and you two can be a member of the Upper House.
0: Oh, geez. We've got to come up with a better system, don't we, really? Oh. In the Upper House,
2: don't we? I would have thought that uh, no one else does it like that around Australia, so they should fix it. Righto, moving along, we should mention uh, this week, and a big cheerio to all the boys that came along to the retired members' Christmas function, which was actually held at the office in the uh, conference centre up on the top floor. Everyone had a great day. A great day. And... uh, I think it was uh, probably the best one we've had so far and I think uh, there'll be a lot more people coming along next year because the word will get around and all the retired members will be there. So it was great to see some, some of the blokes and we had some uh, very good raffle prizes. Didn't have to pay, just got a ticket and uh, they enjoyed the, the prizes. The whiskey and the wine and the rest of it, They it went down a treat.
3: Bit of controversy a, on the raffle.
2: There was a bit of controversy on the raffle, but... When you have two D blue D47s, both parties get a prize. Just That's a, how democratic It's just it a good
3: thing it was wine and not chickens that you were raffling off, or someone would be able to say we couldn't even organise a chook raffle.
2: Well, there's more than one way to organise a chook raffle. We <laughs> won't go into that. Just mention also uh, the branch meetings on this week, this coming week. That's the final branch meeting for the year. And we should also mention, above all other matters, the picnic. It's only, what, a bit over a week away.
3: One week and one day.
2: And so if you ain't got your ticket, you better get your ticket. 50 bucks gets you in the door with your partner and three kids. And there will be a, uh, a beer garden. For those who are uh, maybe coming... Uh, without kids, without grandkids and so on, and uh, need to sit down somewhere and just uh, catch up with some mates
0: from the industry. And the Geelong Trotting Track, where's the new venue for the uh, picnic down there, so um, stay tuned for that. Uh, And what a a great way to spend the day and a great value for your money you get. It's an absolute, uh, either way, either way you go, any of the country ones, Ballarat, Geelong, um, Bendigo, Bendigo, Taralgan. I don't think they've got Portland anymore, have we?
3: Yeah, Portland's on this year. Portland's it, it, on. It is on. Portland. Portland's on. They're all on the same day. Well, they than... struggle a
0: bit down there with the getting the getting a, There's not a lot of construction work down there, but I'm glad to see they've still got the picnic on. And it's... the only one that's different is
2: Wodonga, yeah. up in the northeast. They are a week later to Cohen because there is a race meeting uh, in uh, aubrey Wodonga. Monday that everyone else
0: has the picnic, and we wish our mate up there Fozzie all the best in the in the election too up there. He's yes. standing,
3: standing up there. You can say hello to him. Congratulations or commiserations? Yeah, we don't know quite yet. Either way, he'll, <laughs> he'll be back on the job one way or another. I mean, there's a
0: lot of lot of build up to what's going to happen in the final event, but uh, let's just say we don't want to get back to the old uh, Liberal Code stuff and all. Remember the state code, the state code they introduced. We couldn't forget that, could we? No. That was a Nigel Hatchka special it's Done it through the back door
3: Yeah and But
2: Nigel's gone And the code gone When the Labour Party Was elected to government
3: And let's keep it that way Matthew yeah. Guy promises He's not going to come After construction workers <laughs> Oh, crosses his could he get
0: a, one thing that's in our favour a bit is: could he actually get a personality and smile and be? You know, could he actually do that? He might actually get him. I don't want to encourage him to get any votes, but if he actually got that sour look off his face and actually presented himself in a nice way, he might actually get a few more votes. But he's no like no
3: yappy little chihuahua, yeah. he's oh, always um, angry. Yep, yep,
2: yep. His face has been sour since he had that crayfish that time.
0: And, and don't worry about it, not only the crayfish. There's another scandal come out this week about Fisherman's Bend too. His mates down there, the rorts that went on down there, selling all the land there there to his uh, all his crony mates. And the latest one that's done right out of it is the Liberal Party Federal Treasurer Andrew Burns. Right, he's made a complete bag of money down there when they rezoned the the land down there pretty conveniently overnight.
3: Well, he might. Have. He might. He might have been. Done over by the Labor blocking all the towers down there by now. Who knows? No,
0: let's get it right for people to live in. Right? We like construction. Right? Okay, let's move along move to
2: along. what we're going to call the face of capitalism because today we've got a series of stories, not big stories, but a series of stories which demonstrate all the bad aspects of the system we live under. And first of all, let me just mention RCR Tomlinson. Now, RCR Tomlinson are an engineering firm from Western Australia who have been in existence for over 100 years. And uh, they do a whole lot of infrastructure work. Uh, I think they're working on the Melbourne Underground Loop at the moment. They're also doing uh, solar farms in northwest Victoria. And in uh, August, they raised $100 million from shareholders so that they could expand their business. They already had $104 million cash in the bank. And here we are in mid-November, and they've gone into liquidation. What happened to $200 million? And all the employees employed by that company, about 3,000 around Australia, what's going to happen with all their entitlements? It is a story and a half about how you can burn a company and still make money.
0: Unbelievable in this country how you can get away with that, isn't it? Unbelievable, it is absolutely unbelievable. There's that much <laughs> of that going on at the moment, that Phoenix bankruptcy. It's just unbelievable. Right? And, and we're, we're left to try and clean up the mess. And usually is a mess. It God. usually is a mess. And, uh...
3: So over in WA, they lock up some Aboriginal kid for like stealing know, a loaf of bread or something. And a guy runs off with $200 million plus entitlements of workers. And nothing. Crickets. Cicadas.
2: Now, listen. Hang on. Let's just put it in context. Into the context of capitalism on an international level. The chairman of the Commonwealth though? Bank was asked in the Royal Commission this week why they employed as their new CEO earlier in the year a person who had... Uh, got implicated in a whole lot of untoward uh, behavior in the Commonwealth Bank in the division that he controlled. And the answer was, well, if we had to go internationally to find a CEO, it would have taken a lot of time and anyway, there wouldn't be a CEO in the banking world who didn't have a regulatory problem. (laughs) In other words, they're all crooks. So you might as well take the local one. Jeez. Happy days!
0: I bet you still got a few shares to go with it, or something like that. Oh. <laughs> it's all code compliant no, though. Oh, you good thing about the uh, super thing—at least one thing—is the back. They're on the back foot now a bit regarding um, regarding, and there's a lot of pressure getting put up through uh, the ALP and the CFMEU regarding getting getting banks right out of super altogether after this royal commission. The rorts that have gone on, charging dead people, all sorts of stuff going on there, and. Um, and a lot of money's been invested back into the decent super funds now. Uh, now that they see that the uh, industry supers are the ones that go, are the way to go.
3: That's it. Vote with your feet. Come on over. Kelly O'lier was the, uh, oh. the the board member of NAB when they were charging oh. dead people. There she, you go. Put her. She in didn't a good want position. the
0: royal commission either. About a hundred times said, Nut, 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 We don't want it. We don't need it. We don't want it. We don't need it." Right?
3: No it's, wonder she was in charge yeah, when it was yeah. when they were rotting It. Yeah. Um, now, what's now, the next one?
0: I'm going to go
2: quickly over this or not? Yeah, we're going to. No, we might do a couple of small ones, and then we're going to go to your uh, piece de resistance because we're going to play a track in the middle. Now, just quickly, Thales, the munitions makers, personally appointed by Adolf Hitler. Here they are. They're doing work of making munitions in Banala and Bendigo, and now because there's a little bit of building construction work goes on in these plants, which just might be paid for by the federal government, they wish to extend the building industry code to their manufacturing EBA, which means that a whole lot of things that uh, protect people's jobs in those EBAs about the use of casuals and labour hire and all the rest of it, that will all be excluded from a manufacturing agreement, which has absolutely nothing to do with the building and construction agreement. So... Okay, same old story. The capos and the government get together and basically attacking union rights. And it won't just stop with the building industry if this government keeps going.
3: Hang on, hang on, hang on. So so having a casual worker is, is good, right? You can't have a permanent job. That'd be against the code. But you can have a $200 million wrought company, RCR, And John Holland doesn't get any problems with that on their jobs. They're all right. That's code compliant. Ripping off $200 million, but putting someone on a permanent job is no good.
2: consistency is not one of the
0: great points to do with capitalism.
2: <laughs>
3: well, I did, see, I did see quickly on the drum
0: the other night that uh, Judith Slane s- seemed to think that there's not a problem with people on casual and, um, and, and they're not, there's not a problem right out in the whole of society about the casualisation of
3: workforce. Is she, is, on, not... is she on casual? Oh, she's... Because she's pretty useless, so... Oh, she'd have a lot of sympathy. If she ain't
2: that. on casual, maybe she's on commission.
3: Yeah. Ooh! Put her on, put her on commission only pay her when she does something useful. That'd be never... Oh.
2: <laughs> Righto, we're going to cut to a track The great Eddie Cochran And uh, for those people who can't put up with capitalism anymore Only one other option Looks like a nervous breakdown I'm
1: having a heaven-on. nervous A mental shakedown I see my hands how they I see
0: my knees, how Whole body's in a I'm a hammer uh, nervous train.
2: Breakdown. Brother, you nearly had a nervous breakdown this week trying to deal with the uh, Geelong Grammar-educated face of capitalism.
0: That was unbelievable. I went down to a meeting to represent a worker down there. I won't mention his name at the moment, but um, let's just say they're on the bottom end of how they get paid in the industry. Um, Not up the top end, multiplex, pro-build, all that. They do a bit of uh, facade work on building a company called GDP who has a group of companies... Um, called BMW, BMU, GDP, GDP con- consolidated all sorts of companies, right? Only managed to pay about four or five people in compliance out of all of that. Anyway, I went to the meeting because they were going to they have given a fish two official warnings to a worker down there for the hideous crime of not having a lanyard on, it. and they have been taking photos of him inside a scissor lift. Also, then they mentioned that he stood on the mid rail of a uh, scissor lift. It's not a legal requirement to have a lanyard on there either way. Um, I proceeded to go to this meeting, and the director, their name is Matthew Tisdall, right? That's his name. Former Geelong crammer boy, would you believe it or not? No, Born to like rule. Born the rule. He started the meeting with, he had an IR girl, another gentleman in the corner, if you could call him that, and him in one corner, and started the meeting with, have you got a photo ID? Well, three, three or four times I said, I don't have a photo ID, I don't give that, i give a business card. Then he proceeded to tell the girl in the corner, mark that down as a, as a strike against him. And a letter to Fair Work Australia And he's re- and we're refusing to allow him to talk at this meeting Well that wasn't a great start to the meeting and went on like that He looked like a very stressed out sort of an individual Got a reputation of treating people very, very bad Which I can't understand In fact why they can't get over The simple way of re- is just treat people with respect At the end of the day they went out of the room Come back in and they sacked this worker they come up with the, th- the, 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 the they believe he's hideous crime of putting his knee on the mid rail of, of the um, swing stage. He deserved to be sacked, right? Oh, and he even said that the I.R. lady in the corner had left the room because she was felt she felt personally intimidated and bullied by me because I was allowed. I was talking at the meeting. I never <laughs> once ra- raised my voice. I never once were. It was a real. It was a real wake up call to what some of these. Um, crappy mobs down the bottom fringe of the building industry can get away with. Um, and Matthew, I, did, I didn't find out until a bit later, is actually a former former uh, student of Geelong Grammar. He would have struggled to drive into Corio from Geelong Grammar, which is where it's set up, because that is a real working-class suburb. So he would have to get someone to go down there and do his errands. He wouldn't have liked driving down there. I'm tipping he would have been given everything by his parents, this bloke. Right, that's what I'm tipping. Even after all of that, I, I I put the hand out to shake his hand at the end of the meeting. I don't know why, I just wanted to test him out. I didn't really personally like the bloke. And he refused to he refused to shake my hand.
3: Well Buzzer Buzzer, you didn't know who you were. And then, no photo ID, how can you <laughs> You could have been anyway.
0: And then he ran round the table and I followed him round the table trying to <laughs> shake his hand and he started calling bully, 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 right? Oh. Now that was so uh, that was a I mean, it was a real wake up. So Decker, thanks for that, mate. Thanks. For the, I understand you know this. I understand you know this, Matthew, a little bit too.
2: I have met him. I've got to say, I dealt with other people in the company when they did an EBA, and uh, after this report, there's going to have to be some serious investigation into just what uh, these people are doing. They install, they manufacture and install building maintenance units In other words those cages that are thrown over the side of the buildings for window cleaning etc and uh, it's I would imagine a fairly profitable business but obviously it ain't exactly an enlightened workplace
3: that's high risk work I reckon we want to see whether we've got stable people running that show <laughs>
2: Anyway, moving right along. I'm
0: declaring him the winner already.
2: we got some uh, Cheerios
0: Ready? too, Buzzer. Well, Cheerios to Wayne Wicks down in Geelong, who's been put back into hospital. And we know Wayne, um, former shop steward, rank and file, great activist down in Geelong. He, he's gone back into hospital. He's had a lot of complications from an amputation to the leg. So I wish Wayne all the best. Um, Rennie, Rennie, how do we pronounce Rennie's second name? Van... Rennie Van Dalen, Van Dahlen. Yeah, yeah. we are wishing him all the all the best down there. He's got doing getting a bit of treatment at the moment, so all the best to, to Rennie, and an old favourite of uh, yours, Steve uh, Steve Woody, Steve, Steve Woodhouse. Woody. He's, yeah. he's, he's 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 had a lot of complications with the transplant, and um, he listens to the show every week. So all the best, Steve, yeah. out there.
2: Yeah. he uh, he was my boss on a few uh, jobs over the years, and known him well, and uh, Steve. My apologies for what I did do to you all those years ago. Yeah. Rather, but it was fun. We do when we get together occasionally uh, reminisce. But hope you get better, Steve, because Steve's uh, been a decent fellow. In terms of the uh, people who are bosses in this industry, there's a whole lot of creeps, but there's some decent people among them. And so, cheerio to Steve, and hope you get better soon. Righto. A quick question. Uh, Buzzer, do you know about the crane story at Corfield? I know a little bit about it. I
0: know it was in wind vane. It know. was
2: in wind vane Someone's and it in was his... in danger of flipping back onto the A-frame. But being a uh, favel, it uh, actually uh, did what it was supposed to do and did not flip back. There was a few issues. It went a bit close. But when you're straight sticking a uh, tower crane, when you're using one of these Cheap and nasty Chinese manufactured uh, wolves and so on, they can become a real problem. But the favels and the favcos have got a bit of a margin for error, even when you go close to uh, flipping it over. So, well done to uh, the people out there. They handled the issue. There was no disaster. It all went uh, okay. And wind gusts are always a problem when you're using any type of cranage. Any type of swing stage and so on, the wind is a major factor, and the wind has this week been extremely bad. And I think normally September and definitely October are the windy months, but there have been some huge gusts this week, a lot of you know heavy, heavy rain, and people need to take this sort of stuff into account. Righto, scallywags. Let me guess. Matt Chisnell and GDP. Oh,
0: look, I don't often say it, but I'm, I wanted to clear him the winner already. But there was we forgot to mention another favourite of yours too, a bloke by the name of David McAuliffe. Not a probably well-known person in the industry, but he, he owns a tip out at Lara and he's, um, he's, been, um, he's been caught on several occasions and been um, prosecuted for failing to follow the environmental procedures out there because he doesn't want to spend one cent because he's been broke about five times as a developer as well and uh, and uh, he still wears 500 pair dollar pairs of uh, boots uh, he's still got. So, you know, he's not doing too bad. He, he's got a few trust funds happening somewhere, I believe, I believe, right?
2: Righto. Moving along, we've also got, obviously, RCR Tomlinson, who basically missed uh, $200 million in uh, absolute land speed record. Uh, broad spectrum, because they've offered their maintenance, but only 24 of them. Around Victoria, various uh, defence establishments, 24 of them, they've offered them zero increase, zero increase, zero increase. That is the uh, proposal that uh, Broad Spectrum, used to be Transfield Services, have put to the employees of the company zero, zero, zero. So, they didn't the make plumbers, enough money
3: from locking up refugees, so they're going to try yep, and screw Aussie workers.
2: That's it. And our good friends, the plumbers, and ourselves are taking up the fight. So, more in the near future. Next nomination is John Carey, civil. John, you're paying different rates all over the place, and brother, you have an EBA. Work to the EBA. Now, also main brace out at Forest Hill. I'll, I'll just leave it at this. It's a catastrophe. It's an absolute catastrophe. And uh, also in that league is John Hollands down at the Hobart Hospital. The site had to be shut down. They sacked their uh, safety manager. There's no one taking any responsibility for safety on the job from the company perspective. It's an absolute shambles. And uh, at this point in time, there is no updated emergency evacuation procedure because it failed last time and nothing's been replaced. It is an absolute shambles down there, and as I understand it, as a consequence, uh, blokes are uh, having to sit in the sheds till all these issues are sorted out. Because it's also affecting the hospital, which is immediately adjacent to the site.
0: God, John Holland's said good, aren't they?
3: They're already uh, over a hundred days over uh, time on the on that hospital, and not helped just a week ago by the ABCC coming in and performing an illegal stop work, where they uh, are. <laughs> Just, just decided to pull everyone into the sheds and try to try to intimidate them and interview them. So, you know, if we did that, you know what? We'd be up for millions of dollars in fines. ABCC, C. no problem. They can do whatever they want. Well, I'm still getting over but the. The good roof.
2: thing was the blokes didn't stay.
3: Yeah, <laughs> we <laughs> would so
2: They stood there with all these amenities around them, and uh, they got to read the union posters.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm still getting over the rorts of charging and for the inductions, you know. Well, that oh. has
2: stopped. There's a There's message I've got on my phone from uh, our organiser down there Richie Hassett, uh the uh few things the boys uh, working for who were there working for a precaster, uh, sorry, a uh, plasterer are uh, getting the rates. They're very very happy and two, the uh Master builders are no longer doing the inductions and charging
3: 141 bucks. Great. You Righto. Get, you can get inducted. Who's the winner? Uh, well, Buzz already called it. Yeah, I am
0: I don't often do it, but I'm going to put my foot down today the the, and say, Matthew, uh, Matthew what did I call his stupid second name? Chisnell. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah.
3: He needs a new award Tis, for himself. Tisnel. Just a weird award.
0: <laughs> oh, one of, he's one of the weirdest blokes I've ever met, right? <laughs> right. Like, do they learn any people skills going to that Geelong grammar or what?
3: Honestly? We got to wrap this up. Right gonna, know. Now, right.
2: Suki, Lala, I got to say Hutchison's win it yeah. because they got a sham of a job out at Mount Waverley, and all turned to disaster. And they wanted to have a meeting. They've cancelled four meetings about it in the last four weeks. Yeah. Okay. Having a sook, hard luck. We go out in the same old way. Dare to struggle. Dare, dare to win. win. If you don't fight, you, you lose. lose. Good morning from the Concrete Gang. And we're going to go out with a little bit of a uh, tribute to the Eureka Stockade, the anniversary of which is next week.
1: From every corner of the world... They came from all around, when in 1851, they struck gold upon the ground. Every voyage was a long one, months upon the stormy sea. Some to seek their fortune, others escaping slavery. What they found on the gold fields was ruled by brutish thugs. Discrimination and taxation mixed with swinging billy clubs. The gold was getting scarcer, and cops were getting worse. The diggers burned their lives.